Welcome to Adventist Reflections, your network sharing character building ideas. Now to discuss character building ideas, here is your host, Dr. Danzy. Hi family, welcome back to another episode of Adventist Reflections, your podcast. Have you ever won anything? A prize maybe? Perhaps an sporting event? Perhaps you won a good scolding by one of your parents when you were younger? Sometimes it is hard to win something. And sometimes it is easier. A man by the name Vince Lombardi once said, Winning isn't everything. It is the only thing. Someone else named Bobby Knight said, The key is not the will to win. Everyone has that. It is the will to prepare to win that is important. This is the way of the world. If we must win, we must believe it. We must put effort in doing so. This is not necessarily wrong. And yet Christ's winning attitude was not focused on this aspect, but it was focused on his compassion, which stems at the center of his character, which stems from his love, from himself, because God is love. Today we are in week nine of our Adventist reflections in this series of Making Friends for God. Today's intrapersonal ideas are titled Developing a Winning Attitude, and they are based on the passage found in the book of Matthew in the Bible. You can find it in chapter 15, verses 21 to 28. As we discuss this passage, I would like to invite you to think of effective ways to develop the winning attitude of Christ. After we discuss the passage at hand, I would love to share with you four pointers to develop a winning attitude to make friends for God. So, in the story found in Matthew chapter 15, verses 21 to 28, we have a lady who come to ask Jesus Christ to help her because her daughter was demon-possessed. What is puzzling to some might be Jesus' attitude towards this woman in contrast to other interactions he had. I mean, when you think about it, Jesus responded to this request with an, Hey lady, I'm not here to help you, but to help the elect, the Jewish people. But what's really going on here? Well, let us first dissect on who this lady was. She was from the region of Tyre and Sidon. Interestingly enough, this is primarily a gentle region that is mostly non-Jewish people are there. The question that one must ask first is, why did Jesus go there? Many scholars concur that Jesus started to make his way north after many of his own people rejected him, and that might be true. But when considering all the contexts, it is as if Jesus is trying to give a lesson to his disciples a lesson that will be helping them to make friends for God. Yes, a lesson to you and I. Think about it. He was reaching out to those whom everyone else will treat worse than a dog in that time. Jesus' disciples, you and I, need to learn that everyone is worth fighting for. That is what a winning attitude is all about. When you look at the scene that Matthew records, is one of which 
much prejudice and many barriers abound, religious, cultural, ethnic, and political barriers. And it is in this scene that Jesus sought an opportunity to instruct his disciples in laboring for non-Jews. The hidden needed the gospel, and he now began a series of lessons designed to lead the disciples to realize the needs of the hidden and the fact that they too were prospective candidates for the kingdom of heaven. Whilst at the beginning Jesus' answer sounds harsh and dismissive, one just needs to see the context and the religious leadership at the time to understand Jesus' intent. Think about it. Nobody else would have even entertained the thought of speaking to this woman and her request. Jesus kept quiet, almost as if testing his disciples. Unfortunately, they failed the test. Just moments before, Jesus had spoken to his disciples that the traditions and customs that the leaders had in place were not in line with God's desires for his people. And yet, they just behaved in the same non-compassionate way as every other Jew would have at the time. We read of this in verse 23 of chapter 15 in the book of Matthew saying, Send her away, for she cries out after us. In saying this, the disciples basically said, Jesus, you know, can you please tell her to stop bothering us? She's bugging us, man. She is so annoying, unworthy, undeserving. Just tell her to get lost. But Jesus knew what she was doing, a lesson for all indeed. Jesus stops and dialogues with her, showing to the disciples that there are people out there, non-Christians, who are willing and ready to accept the deliverance of Christ and that our prejudices must be swept away if we are to be truly followers of His. The same compassion is to be demonstrated towards all people. That's the attitude of a winner. That's the attitude of a winner of Friends for Christ. Christians are to develop this attitude of compassion, this attitude reflected by Christ. It is enough of providing a bad example of who Christians are. The story continues in verse 28. Here the woman is shown to have met the test. Her faith stands firm. She is certain that it is within the power of Christ to bestow the gift of health to her daughter. She seems sure that Christ could grant her heart's desire if only he would. Pride and prejudice meant nothing to her, and she would not let these deter her. Her faith and perseverance are truly commendable. Although Jesus appears to simulate indifference to her earnest appeal, it is as if she knew that he had an interest in her. In fact, she saw him different. Every other Jew at the time, every other leader saw him different than Christ. Even his disciples would have turned her away but Jesus remained there. She seems to have detected the tender compassion that flowed from Christ. Yes, yes, this is that never-failing current from his great heart of love. The very evidence that he stopped to discuss the matter with her at all, instead of abruptly dismissing her, 
as the rabbis would have done, evidently gave her courage to believe that he would accede to her appeal. His voice carried no trace of impatience, and his countenance revealed only the serene dignity and infinite tenderness that ever marked his visage. Whilst perhaps dismissed and not well understood by the disciples at the time, this act would have eventually impressed their minds as the Spirit of God will remain there. After the Pentecost, all of these sins will have played a role in understanding their mission. These sins are those which open the door to you and I to be followers of Christ. And it is this example that which engages our attention to reach all of those people around us. According to Mark Finley, in the book of Making Friends for God, he rightly points the following. Effective witnesses for Christ see the dawning of faith in the hearts of people in unexpected places. God often surprises us. He is working in ways and places we would not expect. If we have eyes to see, ears to hear, and minds to understand, we will sense the Holy Spirit working in the lives of people all around us. The scales will fall from our eyes and we will see others through Jesus' eyes. Christ saw people, not as they were, but as they might become refined and ennobled by His grace. He believed in them, so they rose to meet His expectations. Based on this study of Christ's approach to people in the same book, we have four pointers to develop a winning attitude for souls. I invite you, my Adventist Reflections family, to consider such points in line with what we reflected today. Point number one. Ask Jesus to impress you that all people have spiritual longings and are winnable to Christ. Number two. Seek to develop positive, Christ-centered relationships with those in your sphere of influence. Number three, pray for opportunities to share divine truth. And number four, present biblical truths in the context of loving relationships. My Adventist Reflections Podcast family, it is my prayer that God uses you in His service, that He brings you someone with whom you can share His love, His compassion that you be willing, that you have open eyes and be aware of such people, of such opportunities. It is my prayer that you desire to be available to be for Christ, to be in Christ's winning team, to have Christ's attitude of love and compassion from now on and on a daily basis. I am Dr. Dancy and today I choose to love God, seeking the same prayer I pray for you today, asking to have God's attitude of love towards those around me, seeking to bring Him friends. How about you? Have you listened to our mental health podcast? It's called Gluten Time. 
you can follow and listen to Gluten Time with Dr. Dancy and Dr. Nard on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. Remember to follow and comment on our Adventist Reflections Network media. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, and see when we release new episodes. We also have podcasts in Spanish. Go check them out. God bless you.